Travis Salami, Tommy. Give it to Gravy Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Other familiar strains of Cab Calloway let us know that it's time for Radio Nibbles on listener-supported KGNU with our longtime friend, food writer for the Boulder Weekly and uh, food expert and cook extraordinaire, John Lendorf. Hey, good to see you. Hey, Sam. Uh, see you. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, I don't know if folks know, but uh, Sam and I uh, started... Uh, Started Radio Nibbles um, back uh, in the olden days, yes. long, long, long ago. Uh, and uh, over the years, it's been a wonderful resource, I think, for people. Because, uh, you know, there's so much going on in food around Boulder and in Colorado, so many issues. And uh, we've been lucky to be able to discuss them. I've really been enjoying uh, your conversations with Shannon Young, our news director, who is getting some well-deserved R&R on a family trip, which is why I'm here, and the the extended call-ins you've been doing with Dan Asher. Really, really good, uh, I think, uh, fun but also informative programming about the the world of food, so thanks for doing that. Uh, It's been a pleasure. And uh, we're here this morning. This is the supersized hour-long edition of Radio Nibbles. And uh, we're here to uh, talk to some uh, guests about food. We'll take your calls. Uh, If you're becoming a member, we have some wonderful food-related thank you gifts for you. If you become a member or renew your membership, I mean, you know, you can uh, become a member and... uh, and eat too. <laughs> you can. There's a, a great list of restaurant gift certificates. The restaurant community always comes through for KGNU with these things that are kind of an extra thank you. You know, you supported the station, so you can also go out to eat courtesy of our local restaurant community. It's a great uh, and and long-standing relationship made possible in no small measure by by your work, John. So thanks for that. And um, so welcome everybody around the gigantic uh, KGNU uh, kitchen table here. Uh, we're going to have a, a number of guests in the next hour, and uh, we uh, invite you to call the station, go online, become a member, and um, we're gonna, we'll talk a little bit about the, the thank you gifts in a minute. But first, um, my first guest is uh, Andrew Nowak. He is uh, a farmer in uh, Longmont. He's a former uh, chef and cook, and uh, welcome. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. So, uh, tell the tell folks a little bit about uh, what you're, where you are, and what you're doing. Yes. So we, uh, I am from community community table farm in Longmont. We're on the west side of Longmont, over by the Boulder County um, complex um, and by the airport. We this is our fifth growing season. Um, the farm is a total of 17 acres. We farm uh, uh, vegetables on about an acre of that farm. And then we also raise um, pigs, uh, laying hens, and meat chickens on about three other acres, uh, wooded acres on the farm. Um, We're very fortunate to have uh, roughly uh, five acres of ponds on on the farm, so we've got a fair amount of water. And um, we uh, grow a a variety of vegetables um, uh, for a a CSA program that mostly goes into Denver. Um, to to about 80 families in Denver right now. That's wonderful. So what are some of the crops that you're doing? Well, we, we do a variety. You know, uh, CSA um, farms tend to do about 40, 50, maybe up to 60 vegetables. Right now, we've got a lot of lettuces, um, uh, green cabbage, uh, beets, potatoes, um, a lot of the different greens, kale, um, Swiss chard um, coming off the farm. And... Uh... You just uh, strictly do the the CSA, right? Yes. Yeah, I I really believe in the CSA model as a good way to connect with families around vegetables. Um, I have a long history of of connecting families and kids to um, growing food. And the CSA model for me for the last five years is is the best way to make that connection. Right. So you were involved in slow food and uh, getting uh, gardens into schools and all of that stuff. Yeah, I really cut my teeth with slow food in Denver um, since uh, the year 2000. 
Um, uh, got involved with Slow Food Denver, helped start over 100 school gardens in the in the Denver area, and 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 then went national with Slow Food USA on a on a very large uh, national school garden program that we could po- perhaps talk about later. Right, and the uh, the one thing I was going to ask you about, uh, you know. Uh, the thing I hear from every, everybody's uh, really cranked uh, about. Yeah, I'm going to join a CSA and I'm going to, I'm going to cook fresh vegetables all summer for my family and everything. And then the box shows up, or you pick up the box and you look inside and you go, "What is that? <laughs> what yeah. is what is that vegetable? What do I?" What do I do with that vegetable? Can I interject? Because uh, one of my kids who lives in Queens joined a CSA, and he's just, I just talked to him about He's complaining, Dad, it was all radishes. So I guess there's maybe consumers don't know what to expect. or, well, or but, I, but what you do is very actively uh, help your uh, CSA customers. Right. They go, because they go, well, what do I, you know. Cabbage again? What do I? Kohlrabi is a good one that people uh, are like. Yeah. What do and, I do with and, this? And, and and I'm going to uh, at this point I'm going to welcome our uh, our co-host uh, on these public affairs once a month, uh, Chef Dan Asher. He uh, has uh, Ashkara Restaurant in Boulder, uh, River and Woods, uh, Driftwind at the Reservoir, and and other uh, culinary uh, culinary uh, exploits. And uh, welcome. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks so much, John and, and Andy. Great to uh, great to see you. <laughs> yeah, such a great shindig at your farm. We, John, uh, Dan, and I had a great time uh, about a week ago on the farm. Yeah, it was amazing. An event for <laughs> for uh, for slow food, and it was absolutely remarkable and a, and a great poetic statement yeah. on the amazing work you continue yeah. to do. So, what do you do with uh, cabbage? <laughs> <laughs> so, the CSA model is a challenging model for families because I I firmly believe most families are in a vegetable rut. I call it. They, oh. they have five vegetables that they cycle through you know you can think of the broccolis carrots potatoes you know the basic vegetables and so part of our goal is to get them out of that vegetable rut and introduce them to at least 40 if not close to 50 vegetables over the course of the csa for example what are the more interesting ones well you know you can get a lot of different varieties we we do a really fun red napa cabbage in the fall and and you know it's a little intimidating because it's a big head but you can do a lot of different meals from it um for instance well you know it, it, it it's great raw you know sliced thin into like a coleslaw type of application um cut, that cone cabbage also what was that one so that you, you saw that that's called caraflex cabbage and that's from germany and it's a green cabbage but it's 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 kind of imagine the old conehead skit from saturday night live yeah it's you know? yeah, yeah exactly the cabbage looks very much conehead like and everything it's fascinating but you know you, you slice you you cut it in four four big chunks and put it on the grill and, and slow roast it on the grill oh, and it gets very tender and very sweet that way mm-hmm. We're here at uh, KGNU. This is the uh, summer membership drive, and uh, we're going to uh, we'll, we're happy to uh, take your calls if you have a, a culinary question. If you're becoming a member, and um, I wanted to mention uh, some of the thank you gifts that we would offer you uh, if uh, you become a member of KGNU or or renew. We have uh, copies of the wonderful uh, Bite of Boulder uh, cookbook, which was put together during the pandemic. Includes uh, recipes uh, from a a lot of different uh, restaurants. awesome cookbook. Yeah, phenomenal. We also have a a wonderful book that uh, we're going to talk about further in the coming weeks called What Your Food Ate, which I think is really important. Uh, It's not just that you have this cabbage. But what, what, where did it come from? What, you know, or these pigs, you know, uh, what did they eat? And uh, we have uh, several copies of that. But we also have a gift certificate to the Savory Spice Shop. You know, the other thing I'd say besides get out of your uh, vegetable rut is throw away your spices and herbs. You know, because most people have uh, sawdust sitting on their their shelf. Yes, a lot. Yeah, a lot of herbs are. Um, pretty old by the time you get them on the shelf, they're irradiated and go through all sorts of weird processes. So it's really good to have fresh spices and herbs, know where they come Uh, from. We also have gift certificates from the corner restaurant. Uh, there's a wonderful, uh, brewing, brewing company in Longmont. I don't know if you know about it, but it's called Outworld. It's on the, uh, eastern edge of, uh, Longmont. And it's a, uh, sci-fi fantasy themed 
I ate there, yeah. Had a good yeah. beer and watched the original Star Trek episode. <laughs> oh, Seriously. that's great. Yeah. How was it? It was great. Yeah, um, yeah. Which cool. episode? No, let's not get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, it's cool. They have these pods you can sit in and uh, wonderful beer. Uh, there's also this restaurant called River and Woods. You I've know, heard of it, yeah. What do they serve? Uh, beautiful, elevated, Colorado-focused comfort food. Yeah. In other words, s'mores. Yes, <laughs> s'mores, really delicious mac and cheese, great short rib, Colorado trout. And it, and it is located in a historic location, KGNU-wise. It used to be John's Restaurant. And uh, many years ago, centuries ago, uh, in order to, at this very same time of year, uh, we went in that kitchen and uh, made uh, 50 gallons of chocolate mousse and delivered it. You were to, telling me that story, which is to great. people. It was, yeah. a, it was a thank you Bizarro gift and for Nancy. people. Yeah. Amazing people. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we also uh, have uh, gift certificates from uh, Roots in uh, Broomfield, uh, gift cards and cups from uh, Ozo Coffee, uh, also uh, gift cards from uh, Big Red F uh, restaurants. And at 9 o'clock, um, my old friend uh, Dave Query is going to call in and chat. Um, also, Avery Brewing and uh, Sforno and Sugar Beet. So the phone number to call and make a contribution and grab one of these thank yous is 303-449-4885. They're all in limited quantities, so if you heard a restaurant you'd like to get a gift certificate to, call now, 303-449-4885, or go online. You can also select uh, your thank you gift that way at kgnu.org. And you will be supporting local food, people who love local food, people who work to bring you, to raise local food, to serve you local food. It's it's such an important topic, and I think one that connects to all of us, and John exemplifies what we do at KGNU, right? What a buffet uh, KGNU yes. is on any given local day. Local food and local oh. radio go hand in hand to elevate community. Oh. It's and, all you can hear. Right. And, <laughs> and all you can hear buffet. Yeah. And... Um, and sometimes, you know, some things on the buffet are not, you know, necessarily what you're excited about, but there's other things like the cabbage salad that you are, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Exactly. Uh, and uh, also, this is your chance. Uh, so we've been doing this a long time, as we as we mentioned, and uh, this is your chance to uh, support Radio Nibbles and the uh, community of folks that actually make this possible every week. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate uh, you calling in now, plus... I know you want to go out to dinner. Um, Let me give that phone number one more time, 303-449-4885, 449-4885, online, kgnu.org. Um, and uh, so, Dan. Excellent. Dan. Yes. Um, tell me about what's been going on um, in your uh, restaurants and uh, what what you're facing right now. We just, uh, we just launched uh, an amazing lunch program at Ashkara. Um, we just launched that on Tuesday, so as of Tuesday, we are now open for lunch. Which is a big deal. 11 to 2, yeah. If you know anything about how uh, troubled restaurants have been locally the past few years, survival. Yes. Staffing uh, challenges and, yes, and, and nobody was serving challenges. Well, nobody was serving lunch because there was nobody to serve lunch to Correct. and nobody to cook it. Exactly. And uh, so that's a sign that things are better. Yes. Yeah, on the upswing. And um, actively looking for talented line cooks and folks that enjoy uh, working in the back of house. So you come on in. <laughs> Support your local restaurants. <laughs> yes, come uh, cook with us. <laughs> so um, how has it gone in terms of uh, farming? Has have, have there been those kind of uh, well, challenges? To be quite honest, the, the last couple of years has been very good for farming, you know, because, you know, people staying at home, people having more opportunities to be in the kitchen, Wanting to you know know where the food is coming from, know that the food is safe. I I, I could have doubled, tripled my business if I had the capacity to do that. You know. Look, do you have enough people? I don't have enough people. I don't have enough land myself. I'm a small farm. You right. know, I grow on um, about an acre. Right. And, and uh, but it's the density that you grow is it, absolutely remarkable. It is dense, but but we're growing gradually to no, so that we don't overcommit ourselves to too many families. You know, so. You know, this is my fifth year. My first year, I, I only had 20 families involved. I'm now up to 92 families, and I'm starting to feel a little bit of the pressure in you know, my space to feed that many people That's on amazing. a consistent, consistent basis. Sure. You know, so I'm looking to expand, but also to create partnerships with other farms so that we can expand to more families, but we, we keep the growing 
across many farms. And that way, you know, those of us that are, are landlocked, we can't grow any bigger because of the space that we have. If we partner up, we can grow, we can feed more people um, with, with right. more partnerships. Uh, and, and what's your, uh, I guess, philosophy of uh, farming? I, I'm a, I'm a uh, I, I grow organic, you know. I'm not organic certified. It's too, too let's, much. And let's talk about that for a second. Sure. A lot of times people go, well, if you grow organically, why aren't you organic certified? Correct. And the reason is it's a big friggin' bureaucracy. It is extremely and, expensive. And and it and it doesn't make the food any better. Right. And <laughs> and quite honestly, my customers trust that I am growing organically. You know, they come visit the farm, they see, you know, that we're not using any outside inputs, any you know, any chemicals, anything anything that's not natural. Um and so I I am not highly motivated to get certified because, you know, my customers are perfectly happy with what I'm doing. If I was growing more for institutions that demanded the the organic label, then I'd have to I would really have to go through that process. Right. But, you know, the families that uh, I grow for know me, you know, know my history, know my integrity. You know, yeah, exactly. Thank you. And, and, and it's not required. And why go through all the paperwork? You know, it's a couple thousand dollars a year to pay the inspector. Um, and, for a logo. And, right. And then the paperwork, I just don't have the capacity to do it. And um, so I'll, I'll give you the same question. But I think the answer is the same, is that uh, people who go to your restaurants, um, Dan, expect, have a certain expectation yeah. about the food. So, but, but I think it right. comes down to, um, if not you, then they, they trust that the people at uh, your restaurants are, are making wise choices, sustainable choices. And yeah, I think, I guess the word that comes to mind for me is, is cultivate. You have to have a, a certain mindset that's cultivated. You have to have a certain... Um, level of relationships established with folks in the community that are doing really good work. Um, and in that, you know, cultivating that level of, of trust and thoughtfulness is where, um, you know, resilience comes in when you talk about, you know, small local restaurants, small local businesses, um, you know, local farms. It's, it's all a, a very resilient and connected community. And, everyone and, and supports you, so, so, so many of your suppliers are local. Yes. Yeah. Like, for instance, Fierce, fiercely local. Um, and, you know, the the idea is to kind of tap into this support system where everyone is actively taking care of each other and you know where things are coming but, from. But, and but, you know but, 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 but who? Uh, Forever Green Farm, uh, Microgreens and Cure is Amazing, Cure Farm, um, Starling Farm is fantastic. We, you know, as far as... The idea of local food goes, if people know where everything's coming from, then they know exactly the people that are touching the food and working with the food and putting seeds in the ground and connecting with the soil. Um, and, uh, you know, the farmer's market model is probably the best way to connect with that. I think Boulder County farmer's markets represent some of the highest level of thoughtfulness I've ever seen, you know, from wandering around the country and connecting with farmer's markets and seeing the folks there that are doing great work. Uh, microcosm mushrooms. I mean, see, just if you look at the idea of mushroom growers, which was so limited, and it taps into what you're doing because you have the awesome little mushroom room that you set up, Andy. Um, you know, there used to be one to two local mushroom growers available for restaurants in you know Denver Front Range Corridor, and, and they and were now there's they were quite good, yeah, quite good, right. yeah, of course. But now there's like a dozen. There's a. I was just gonna say there's a dozen, and they're all doing amazing work, and they're all focusing on really important elements of mycology and um you know the power of what mushrooms represent um and people are getting you know mushrooms were an intimidating ingredient i think for a while and now they're becoming a really great hot point you know oh. and they're, that documentary about you know mushrooms and absolutely phenomenal well also in restoring uh, habitat yeah in, in some Which cases we talked about on the other right show. but yeah. you're you're growing mushrooms to supply yeah talk about <laughs> that the, the grow room that you've got right so we, we're growing it simply for the culinary purposes right you know and and what, uh, what kind oh it, it varies across the season right now we're doing a lot of oyster mushrooms uh elm oysters italian oyster uh, blue oysters, they seem to be more of a summer mushroom because um, even though we can control the uh, temperature and the humidity within the mushroom chamber, the outside temperature does affect the, the growing of the mushrooms. And so, right. right. And, and, and I, I have a very small, you know, four by eight um, uh, growing tent inside my barn. Um, one of my first interns 
um, four years ago. He was on the farm growing with me, and now he has started his own inoculation um, business. So he inoculates the bags and then brings me up about 20, 25 bags a week, and I fruit them in my mushroom chamber. Mm-hmm. And I get about 15 to 20 pounds of mushrooms a week that I supply to uh, as an add-on for my CSA program. And, That's uh, great. And, uh, well, I'll tell my mushroom story. If you uh, look in the Boulder Weekly today on the Cuisine page, I uh, paid a visit to uh, Moksha Chocolate. Oh, um, they're great. And uh, I was talking to Michael Keynes, who also was uh, on, on the show a, a little bit ago. And uh, he's making uh, functional chocolate bars, 70% Peruvian they're chocolate, so with uh, four different kinds of uh powdered mushrooms um so there's actually a functional dose in it it's called amazonia so there's an awful and i thought mushrooms and chocolate i don't know it tastes wonderful they dance very well together yeah yeah kind of like mole you know uh and uh Sam, we're we're here for the membership drive. We are here for the membership drive. Still looking for our first caller during uh, Radio Nibbles, this extended supersize edition, trying to raise 500 bucks for the station that brings it to you, the station that stretches every dollar just as far as we can stretch it. You know, the budget is lean, but it works. It depends on several hundred volunteers who work on the air like John and many more who work off the air in every possible capacity. But that volunteer energy is fueled very directly by your listener member dollars. So if you haven't done it yet, make the call to 303-449-4885. Click on KGNU.org if that's easier for you. You can snag one of these great restaurant gift certificates that we were talking about earlier. Uh, You can pick up a book, the Cookbook Bite of Boulder, or this interesting book on what your food ate. The thank you gifts are all here. Everybody, by the way, everybody who contributes any amount is entered into a drawing to win a pair of tickets to either Rocky Grass or Folks Fest. So, you know, you might be going to Planet Bluegrass this summer and enjoying a great music festival when you make the connection that makes the difference. 303-449-4885. And uh, we know it's the summer. We know you're, you know, occupied with uh, trying to keep your plants alive. I know I am on my patio. Too much sun, too much water. <laughs> you know, you're busy with your kids, all that stuff. Um, but we really need you to call in um, to get uh, serious for a moment. Uh, if you listen to the news, it's, uh, it's a challenging time in our world. And uh, KGNU maintains an independent news voice, besides the music and the food and everything else. That, that that this is a source of uh, information in these times that uh, doesn't exist in a vacuum. It, it requires your support. So I, I I hope you'll call now. If you're going to become a member anyway, um, you know, you might as well go out to dinner. Sure. Yeah. At Oshkara or Centro or Avery Brewing or Jacks or support your local restaurants and breweries. Yeah. The Post. Big Red F rocks yeah. it. Oh, the post, the fried right. chicken is so good. Yeah. And we're going to talk to Dave in uh, just a few minutes here. Yeah, so 303-449-4885. And, uh, you know, the news, the news can be a lot. It makes us angry. It can get us down. But one of the things we do to respond is support institutions that we care about, that are making a difference. And so we talk about supporting the local food community. And we talk about supporting independent media. And that's what we're about this morning, support for KGNU. Anything you can give, that's a decision for you and your budget. Everything is is needed. Everything is valued. Make the call that makes the difference now to 303-449-4885 or go online, kgnu.org, and pick up a a great thank you gift. Yeah, go out to eat, courtesy of KGNU and the restaurant community. Let's talk a little bit about cooking. Yeah. Uh, Again, going back to uh, it's produce season, and... uh, I think we can probably help people a little bit here uh, with uh, with uh, some of these uh, vegetables. I just wrote a column uh, the other week, well, I think it was last week, about uh, spinach. And uh, mainly it was about, uh, I realized suddenly that despite everyone's thought that I, I, I must only eat pie all the time, all day, <laughs> uh, I realized that I just had a serious Jones for spinach. Uh, you know, spinacopita and oh, uh, this so sog and all these things. And I'm yeah. going, wow. But the other thing was I realized, uh, it's the great spinach question, that uh, when I was a kid, 
the spinach was uh, what I now understand to be um, savoy. It's uh, curly leaf. It's uh, dark green. And it bears almost no resemblance to this what's taken over the grocery stores and spinach salads, which is this other variety of spinach that they're calling, it's flat leaf, and they call it uh, baby spinach. Um, right. It, it isn't any more than, you know, baby carrots? Those are just big carrots that are ground down, <laughs> that are just ground down. I don't know if people know that. Yeah, yeah, they're not. The kids snack at, carrots? Yeah. Well, well, you Those probably, were giant carrots. At well, you, you, do you grow carrots? Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. What yeah, kind I mean, do you grow? We like to grow the the, the, the three colors. Jeez, uh, uh, I'm not even remembering the names of the varieties, but we do the orange, the yellow, and the and the and the purple uh, carrot. And, and an actual yeah. an actual baby carrot is like candy. It's so oh, so yeah. sweet, exactly, so, so wonderful. Yeah, carrots out of the ground are, are wonderful, and especially carrots after the first frost, and you know, uh, are sweetened up really nicely too. And, and, and while we're on that topic, um, you know, people get the the carrots in the box. Or, or at the stand, or, and it's got this long green thing on it. And the first thing a lot of people do is cut that off and throw it in the compost. And uh, that is such a waste, right? It, well, it, they're missing an opportunity. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad they're composting it rather than throwing it in the garbage. But well, I, was, it, I was being kind. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the, the carrot tops make a, a, a wonderful pesto. Oh, they're so good. Um, if, if, you, you know, you first need to blanch the carrot tops because they can be quite bitter right out of, you know, um, as they are. But if you blanch them for 30 seconds in hot water, put them in some ice, and then treat it like you would basil in a, in a pesto recipe. Um, I make carrot top pesto all the time for, you know, for our events to, to, as a salad dressing, as a vinaigrette. Yeah. Oh, you can also throw them into a chimichurri yeah. as well. All those tops, turnip tops, all your beautiful root vegetable tops can be utilized and we are we are joined by uh, an additional uh guest dave are you there dave are you there yes sir hey dave hey dave welcome uh we're joined by uh dave query of big red f old friend he used to be my my neighbor in in north boulder and uh dave we have uh, andrew nowak here and also uh, dan asher Nice. Hey, fellas. And um, so we're talking about uh, summer vegetables and uh, why people should uh, become uh, members of uh, KGNU. And uh, I know, uh, well, talk a little bit about uh, KGNU because you've sort of had an association with it forever. Well, you know, it's funny. Summer vegetables and KGNU just are like <laughs> salt and pepper, man. It just... <laughs> KGNU is the greatest thing in, in, in the whole front range. Like it's such a service to the community and they always show up and are always willing to help. And, you know, it's, it's a fantastic program that is still dialed into the community and hasn't been gobbled up by, by sort of a corporate tone and a corporate inner interruption uh, with the programming. And it's still local and it's still dialed in. And uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic uh, service that we are all privileged to be able to listen to and be a part of. So, um, Big Red F has uh, the post, and uh, you just opened a new uh, music venue. And uh, yeah, I we were just talking a little bit about you know obviously the past couple of years have been uh, incredibly stressful for all restaurants and uh, in on a lot of different levels from supply to labor. But so, how how are things going? uh with with your places uh you know it's it's a challenge i just got off the phone with hugo from the kitchen and we were sort of commiserating about not only the front range of colorado and colorado in general but he's got uh, some locations out of state as do we and uh it's it's much more challenging uh outside of the 303 than it is in uh colorado seems to be holding up well and uh i know more people now covid positive currently today uh, at 9 a.m. than I have uh, since March of 2020. Like everybody, my family, my kids, grandchild has it. It's true. Um, but everybody's getting through it, and it's not as as catastrophic as it was, and it's not not laying people into the hospital like it was. But it's still very much part of the conversation, and still a challenge when you have someone who calls out sick, and they happen to be roommates with 
with three of your staff who also were with eight of your staff uh, <laughs> for the last three nights after work. And yes. so you lose 10 people, you know, in a single phone call. So exactly. it's we've all had to have these sort of varsity and JV teams uh, bouncing around from restaurant to restaurant sort of doing triages large groups of people call out sick and we want them to call out sick. Like we definitely don't want them in the restaurant. Right. So, uh, it, it's, it's been super challenging. And, uh, Dan, uh, I assume that's the same with, with your restaurants. Yeah. I can, yeah, Dave, I, I, I completely concur. And I think it's a, a perpetual thing that everyone is, is facing and dealing with. And, and, um, you know, that's why I want to, reiterate not only the importance of local independent restaurants but the amazing community that is co-created by them and how i want to encourage folks to come back to them that were working and left for an assortment of reasons to please come back and join us um in the front of house and back of house and and feel the beautiful connection that that only um passionate restaurants are able to provide as a sense of meaning and purpose and uh and also great great money (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and great food. There's some remarkable things happening locally. So, Dave, you opened, uh, in the midst of all this, uh, you opened a music club. Tell me about that. Well, it was sort of our, our uh, a dream. It's the space next to the post in Boulder, 2037 13th Street. It's directly west of the courthouse. It, um, it used to be Jan's Travel. Way back in the day, it used to be La Estrellita. Way back in the day, before it was Redfish, and then uh, then Shine, and then now the Post. And so we just took over that front space, and it's a 200-person live music venue. We got a really great sound system. Uh, we wanted to do something a little smaller, obviously, than the Fox or the Boulder Theater, and um, just have a, a place where local musicians could sort of reintroduce the concept of people congregating and listening to live music it comes at a time when we're still um in the midst of of the pandemic and in the sort of still lingering with it mingling with it so we've we've started slow we're not trying to do big shows we're having limited uh attendance uh nights where we'll limit the tickets so that it's that it's comfortable and we've got um nights where we have a stage in the back and the whole room is open uh, for larger bands, and then we have a more intimate uh, sort of scenario where just the front part of the bar is open, and we have uh, a duo or a trio playing up front. And uh, the minimal cover char- cover charge of you know five dollars just to help pay the band, and, and uh, it's, it's been super fun. Yeah, Dave, I, are, are you talking about the Velvet Elk Lounge? Is that? Yeah, so I was there. Uh, I just want to, so I just testify to what Dave said. I saw a local jazz group there last month, and the sound was excellent. Like, sound guy knew what he was doing, the sound system was good, and it was a really nice listening uh, room, comfortable experience. I think I ate at the post, uh, which is in the front of it, right? And next to it, it, had some great chicken. So, yeah, glad to have more live music in downtown Boulder. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And, um, we're here uh, for the uh, summer membership drive at KGNU. We're hoping that uh, all you listening out there who appreciate this kind of programming uh, will uh, call in and become a member. Amongst the uh, thank you gifts that we have for you, if you renew or become a member, are gift certificates from uh, Big Red F uh, restaurants. And uh, just wanted to uh, thank you, Dave, and also uh, Dan for uh providing that that those thank yous to kgnu yeah call in and uh and donate, that, John, like it was somebody calls in they get they get a, a prize um the real prize is that they they feel they don't have guilty ears you know <laughs> yeah. sitting there listening to uh honky-tonk heroes or reggae or whatever and and uh not contributing so we hope uh it takes care of that but uh so you can go to uh, Jack's or The Post or uh, where else? Well, we've got, uh, in addition to the Big Red F gift certificates, we've got uh, Sephorno gift certificate, Avery Brewing, Outworld Brewing. Uh, we talked about them uh, out in, in eastern Longmont. Roots in Broomfield. I've had a couple of good breakfasts there when I when I have occasion to be in Broomfield. Uh, 
the corner, you know, right there on the corner in the Boulderado. It's open late. Uh, gift certificates to the corner. Uh, a lot of great restaurateurs coming through for KGNU saying, hey, we're going to chip in a thank you gift so you can go out to eat a- as a way of uh, us saying thanks to KGNU and thanks to you for supporting the station. So, folks, these are uh, limited quantities. Make the call now if you heard something you particularly want to get as your thank you gift, 303 303- Four four nine four eight eight five four four nine four eight eight five, or click on KGNU.org and you can contribute that way. Hey, uh, there's a couple people we want to thank, John. I don't know if you can see that or. Uh, I, I can. Uh, Long time uh, solar. Solar is like uh, well, me. It's uh, you uh, decide that you love KGNU and you you don't want to go through any more paperwork. So automatically, <laughs> five or ten or twenty dollars a month, however much you can afford, is uh, taken out of your bank account and uh, goes to uh, KGNU. Um, and uh, uh, Sandy in Boulder called in. She grabbed the savory spice shop. She says uh, it's so ironic she can't stand to listen to other unnamed radio stations in the Denver metro area. But she actually loves to, listening to KGNU during our fun drives. I agree. I, 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 I tune in because I, I just love it. Um, and also thanks to John in Longmont who shares, appreciate nibbles and enjoy all the music and news. Thank you, John. Thank you, Sandy. We're getting towards our goal of $500 for this edition of Radio Nibbles. We get there one call at a time. You can be the next one, 303-449-4885 or online at kgnu.org as we as we listen to the restaurant community the agricultural community coming together talking about the various issues they've been dealing with also with very practical guidance on you know how can i eat this cabbage uh we have all kinds of uh ideas and information shared on this program and i think that's emblematic of what kgnu does every day during our music and news programming we certainly take you around the world john musically every day right you you're you're a long time music listener to kgnu as well as your yeah. news and uh, food work yes uh, although i you know I, I always call kgnu a smorgasbord uh, sometimes there's things on it that you're not that excited about but on the other hand there's other things on that smorgasbord that you just you just love from the morning sound alternative to uh, jazz and classical and everything else. Um, and uh, before we uh, go on, I, you know, uh, KGNU has always run on volunteer power. And one of the things that has happened during drives is that the, the Boulder food community, the restaurants, the farmers, the bakeries, uh, feed us. Uh, this morning we have a wonderful thing uh, from, uh Tamales, real tamales in in the KGNU kitchen for Monica's uh, Mexican uh, catering, and uh, so we have uh, tamales to feed our interns and our our staff, and uh, it, it, it just an incredibly uh, generous and fuels all these folks who are answering the phones when you call. Uh, That's great. But let's uh, let's return yeah. let's return to uh, vegetables and uh, summer. Uh, day. I wanted to say real quick about. Preservation and pickling, I think, is an important thing when people are choosing what to do with their CSA memberships or vegetables from the farmer's market. I think that's an important thing that people might forget about doing, and they're, they're staring at these vegetables thinking, well, what, what can I do? I'm not planning this properly. And when you look into fermentation, or cu- like we're using cucumbers from Peter at Oxford Gardens at Ashkara for our, our house uh, Persian cucumbers, you know, a quick pickle or, you know, a long pickle, long fermentation, short fermentation, whatever you see fit. But, you know, everything from, you know, cabbage to mushrooms to onions to, I mean, it's just endless what you can end up pickling. Andrew? Oh, I totally agree. Um, obviously, people need to be trained on how to do that, you know, and, and a lot of the, there's a lot of local classes that uh, yeah. give you the opportunity to learn how to pickle or ferment. Um, but I, yes, I do a lot of that myself for my own, my own family use. And a little bit later in the summer, when the cucumbers are very abundant, and uh, we'll offer uh, cucumbers by the case. And and I a lot of my members will jump on that, or or to, tomatoes by the case, mm-hmm. yeah. so that they can make uh, uh, you know tomato sauce or salsa gazpacho for, for for the house. Yes, exactly. Uh, hey, Dave. Um, That's just a, such a huge thing uh, when you're looking at all this produce, peaches in the fall and all the cucumbers right now. Like everybody needs to go for it and get a little more, uh, get a little more 
American Indian in their thought process of how they store food and, you know, there's an abundance and then you preserve it and it lasts all winter long. And, oh. you know, dipping into a, a, a jar of pickled cucumbers or, or preserved peaches in the middle of February and plunking them in a Bloody Mary or on some ice cream oh. and you're just loving summer right then and there. So do you, exactly. at, at, your, at your restaurants, Dave, do you, uh, do you pickle? things and serve them uh, you get into a lot of uh, health code pickling and and commercial restaurants are uh it's a little tricky you can't just throw a bunch of uh-huh. stuff in the jar and put it on the bottom shelf uh, but but, but uh, talk, right no yeah i guess you're right um talk a little bit about though uh using local farmers and uh other suppliers locally to to supply your restaurants yeah, and, and the other side of that, too, is when you talk to these farmers at Oxford or, or Red Bow or, or Red Wagon or, or Hand Cure, you know, they also have a lot of produce that comes back from the market, and maybe it's a little blemished, maybe it's a little dinged. It's great for gazpacho. It's great for pickling. It's great for relishes. It's not the one you'd pick off the shelf at the grocery store, but if you're going to smash it and mash it and cook it for two hours, uh, who cares what it looks like, and, and probably at that point, it's a better tasting vegetable because it's uh, it's sat on the vine for a little longer. Um, but yeah, just getting that abundance and having fun in the kitchen and teaching kids how to preserve and pickle and freeze and and make things in abundance and and then have food for the for for later in the month or later in the year is uh, it's awesome. We do a lot of that. And uh, let's talk, guys. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, kids and feeding kids and uh, introducing them to food. Um, I'm proud to say uh, my son, Hans, who just got married, uh, has, uh, I, I, I was trying not to uh, ruin him, you know, along the way, but he has turned into a marvelous, intuitive cook. And he, he, he and his uh, new wife, Becca, you know they 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 do uh, wonderful things and actually uh, cook from scratch. Uh, Dave, your I bet your kids are are food savvy. Yeah, they all avoided the restaurant business. Like they all worked in them, but uh, they all have nothing to do with them now. But yeah, they love to cook, and now it's coming full circle uh, where we're getting some great meals, uh, breakfasts, and big dinners prepared by the kids. Uh, either collectively or individually, and oh. throwing down. They oh. they got skills in the kitchen. It's awesome. Your work is done now, Dave. <laughs> and, and and Dan. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I try to keep my kids as actively involved as possible in, um, you know, connecting to restaurant life and cooking mm-hmm. in general at but home. Do they bite, bite the vegetables and go, "What is this?" They do. They yeah, they love them. You know, and I'll bring them when I'm doing orders. I'll bring them into the walk-in with me, and we'll t- I'll talk through the different vegetables and what you can use them for. I think, you know, I've done some classes in, in various schools about educating kids on how to just pick things from the garden and turn it into a quick salsa. You know, I think keeping keeping kids engaged in the beauty of not just cooking vegetables, but growing them in the process of what that involves and, you know, put like planting seeds together and then having some um, beautiful results from that a couple mm-hmm. months well, later is and, literally magic uh, when they see the response. And, uh, Andrew, you've had a lot of experience in, in introducing kids to food and uh, you've probably seen some amazing sort of well, discoveries. Well, Dan and I first met, I think it was about 15 years ago, yeah. around school gardens. Yes, in, exactly. In, in Denver. Um, yeah, I was part of Slow Food Denver for close to 20 years. Amazing organization. Doing yeah. the um, school garden work and then um, worked with Denver Public Schools right. on starting their farm right. to school program. But what, you've seen that look on kids' faces. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you take them out to the garden and I, the, the, one, the one scenario that I always enjoy is you take them to the strawberry patch and you know in a warm sunny afternoon and they taste a fresh picked strawberry out of the patch and said they've never tasted anything like this before because the strawberries you see in the grocery store you know they're they're chilled they're they're white in the core you know they're not totally ripe and everything and when you taste a fresh strawberry that's been warmed by the sun in in a, in a patch the the kids eyes and face just light up there's nothing like it and if you taste that next to one of those, uh, you know, uh, strawberries on steroids uh, that you get at the uh, supermarket, you realize how little strawberry flavor is actually in those. Right. The, those. They're, they're pretty, but they're not very flavorful. Oh, oh we're here. Exactly. 
We're here uh, where we got about uh, less than 15 minutes left in this supersized edition of Radio Nibbles, and we're we're just uh, hungry. We're we're hungry for you to uh, you know become a member or renew your membership uh, right now during the show to to support this kind of uh, fascinating uh, conversation. That's right. But our eyes do light up like a kid with a fresh strawberry when we see a contribution come in. John, can you see that one? Oh, go ahead. Oh, thanks to uh, Burnwood Custom Design. They're a small business that loves KGNU programming. They're fans of Sleepless Nights, one of those late-night free-form experiences that really doesn't happen on very many other radio stations in the world anymore, but it it is alive and well on KGNU free-form music programming. So thank you, Burnwood Custom Design, for supporting the station, and you're helping Radio Nibbles reach its $500 goal Hopefully, Burnwood picked up a thank you gift, a gift certificate to one of the local restaurants, uh, or perhaps uh, the cookbook, Bite of Boulder, or What Your Food Ate. We got some great thank yous. And uh, everybody, regardless of what you give, you're entered into the raffle. You might be getting free tickets to Rocky Grass or Folks Fest. Uh, which, you know, Rocky Grass is very, very, very much uh, sold out. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to going. So 303-449-4885, 449-4885 is the number to connect with the station that brings you so much on any given day, whether it's uh, people from the food community talking about what they know about, what they're passionate about, uh, music fans like Joanne Cole, who's coming in to do the Morning Sound Alternative, sharing music that she is passionate about, uh, whether it's the international perspective of the BBC, the grassroots reporting from Democracy Now!, the local news and information that happens every morning on our morning magazine. For all those reasons and more, it, it really is all you can hear. It is a smorgasbord, as John said, and you might not like that thing over there, the lutefisk on the smorgasbord, but, <laughs> but you know, you're going you know, to... Just to be one I wouldn't pick. Of course. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but there's a whole lot that you love, and we're asking you to just give a little bit back, and you know, it's your decision as to how much you can give. The, the thank you gifts are available at many different contribution levels. The phone volunteers can tell you all about that, but please be the next one who says, yeah, I'm stepping up for Radio Nibbles and for KGNU. 303-449- Four eight eight five is the number. Uh, it is, and uh, oh, we're here with uh, Andrew Nowak, who uh, is a has a farm in uh, Longmont. Dan Asher, restaurateur, and uh, on the phone, Dave Query, uh, who's uh, Big Red F. All those restaurants, and uh, Dan, what's exciting on your menu right now? Oh my gosh! Uh, at, at, pick, pick, pick one thing that where you go. This is something people could do at home, even. I think um, the chicken shawarma at Ashkara is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think the method of making shawarma, the you know beautiful spice rub, olive oil, let it marinate. I think summer, everyone thinks of you know being outside and grilling and having some connection to fire which I also think for me represents a huge sense of community and purpose when you naturally want to gather around the fire with family and friends. So I think, you know, preparing vegetables or proteins in a way that makes them craveable and delicious, obviously not just, um, not just chicken, but, you know, looking at ways to use grilling as a means for um, creating and smoking. I was just going to say exactly um, to develop flavor and create this beautiful, experience where you're sitting outside and you've got the you know they got the grill rocking out and that beautiful sizzle and folks are standing around having a nice ice cold beverage of choice mm-hmm. alcoholic or non-alcoholic um and i think you know the, the chicken shawarma at, at ashgar i think to me represents a, a beauty of not just middle eastern inspired cuisine but the beauty of summertime and uh oh. all those good things yes um and andrew uh, fire and smoke. Oh, we we use fire a lot. <laughs> As Dan, can you had a gorgeous to, fire pit. Wow. We we uh, we we focus our events on the farm around a campfire, and uh, you know we we welcome people around the fire, but we also end every evening uh, on the on the farm with a fire, 
Um, we call it the, the caveman dinner. Um, so when the staff, you know, we finally cleaned up from our event, the staff gathers around the fire and we throw on a couple steaks and some vegetables and some potatoes on, onto the fire. Dan got to participate it was la- last weekend on, on that. And um, we put everything directly on the coals. I think people forget that you don't need a, a grate to cook the, your, especially, your... Especially your corn. Right, right. So we put the, the, the meat and the vegetables right on the coals, simple marinades, and, yes. and, and then just Delicious. put them on a big cutting board, cut it up, and we eat with our hands, you know, mm. trying to return to our roots. It was uh, so good. Wasn't that local uh, bison steak? We were using bi- uh, a chuck, uh, bison chuck steak. Oh, it's fantastic. And uh, Dave, what's, uh, what's on your, your menus? Pick out a dish uh, that you're excited about and maybe that people could recreate at home. Well, we're, we're getting a lot of produce from the market uh, at the post and doing a lot of sides uh, with a lot of the farms. So uh, that's been fun to kick back up again. And to Dan's point, you know, outside in the barbecue and all we're doing at the West End with the barbecue and trying to, trying to just master that every day, it's a, it's a lifetime process of trying to figure out how to make great barbecue and, and then not mess with it and repeat it. Um, but, yeah, just outdoor grilling and going to the market, going to the farmer's market. But, but is there a dish? Oh, you know, that's like picking a favorite kid, but yeah. Uh, oh, 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 which one Which one is your favorite kid, by the way? Well, I can't, <laughs> you can't, because then the other kids just, they get they cry and they go home, and it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's awkward. Yeah, I have one, but I, I only have one. Uh, and uh, Sam? Hey, just a quick update. We just need another $150 to make this $500 goal. We want to thank Michael in Boulder for coming through. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank yous. Starts with that phone call to 303-449-4885 or KGNU.org. And it's not junk food here. It's a, it's nourishing content, you know. I mean, to, to extend the metaphor, it's not like you're going to listen to a commercial station and Every 10 minutes, they're going to interrupt you with a commercial for Doritos or, you know, some kind of processed food or some car or tell you that you don't smell the right way or, you know, that's just a vehicle to shake your pants and get money out. The advertisers want that demographic. It's not happening at KGNU. There's no middle person. It's just the people from your neighbors and your friends and your and complete strangers from the community talking to you and you listening, and we hope responding with a contribution, a very direct model that's been working for over 40 years because of the community spirit that is embodied, I think, in this program today and in uh, programs every day on KGNU. So if, you, if you'd like to affirm that, we sure hope you would with a contribution of any amount. Help us make this $500 goal. Call us at 303-449-4885 or click on donate at KGNU.org. And um, we just uh, thanked Michael in Boulder, uh, who uh, called in to uh, give a contribution, become a member, or maybe renew. And um, he says, uh, I remember dishing out chocolate mousse with uh, John Lendorf uh, a bunch of uh, years ago. And uh, thank you, Michael. It's, you know, it's always been uh, a group of friends and uh, businesses like like Dave's and Dan's and other, you know, folks who just went ahead and volunteered to uh, help KGNU. Um, and uh, we've only got uh, we've only got about five minutes, uh, so it's time uh, for you to call. Um, Dan, uh, do you have... Uh, Something you wanted to uh, finish up with in terms of, uh, especially talking about, you know, we're we're talking about delicious food and all that stuff, but um, there's also this this larger question of uh, where you put your where you put your money and sustainability um, that you you make a choice to to support people who are who are doing that and hopefully saving us from a a catastrophe yes a hundred percent i think um you know the word integrity came up earlier when we were just talking about how things work with like your model andy on the farm and having you know a connection to folks that know not just what you're about and what drives you but your sense of purpose and i think that's the importance of you know supporting kgnu for example as a, a, a beautiful local radio station with a very high level of integrity 
um, and beauty. Uh, these are the moments that define um, how we all connect to each other, you know, and, and supporting local agriculture and folks on the ground in the soil, hands in getting dirty, doing important work is what keeps us all fed and nourished, not just physically, but on a soulful and spiritual level. And I think it's extremely important, especially with the world becoming, I guess, more and more unhinged is how I would define it currently, um, to feel safe and to feel connected to things that really matter and things that are actually right and true. In Slow Food, we say we like to vote with our fork. And you can vote that way by, you know, visiting farms, going to the farmer's markets, visiting restaurants that support the farms. Yes, exactly. And, and the more that we vote with the fork, the more that our dollars you know, go to these local businesses, whether it's the farms or the restaurants, the, the more our community will grow and, yes. and be sustained. 100%. Uh, um, how can people find out more information about your farm? Well, uh, we don't have a very large uh, web presence. You know, I, I, I personally don't believe in websites. Uh, I do everything direct contact. But I do have a, um, an Instagram um, uh, page, uh, Community Table Farm. And, and you can see many wonderful pictures. Of, so are there events? Though, the... Well, our events right now are, are just for the CSA members. Okay. You know, we, we, we keep everything private, um, trying to really build that community within the CSA membership. Um, get the CSA members who are mostly in Denver to come to the farm. And so, you know, we, we do things on, on, on a very private basis. Yeah. Dave, did, do you want to uh, finish up a little bit here? And uh... Yeah, I think that just, uh, again, piling on what's already been said, it's, it's, it's certainly more expensive to go to the farmer's market. You can buy things much cheaper at big box commodity grocery stores. But that misses the entire point. And these farmers are working hard. All of us are experiencing increased costs and increased operational costs. And it hits no harder than a farmer um, who are the hardest working people any of us will ever meet. So when you go to the farmer's market, you know, spend that money with that in mind that you're truly helping families, you're helping communities, you're helping a network of, of, uh, of a farming infrastructure that always needs that help and that support. And uh, you go to the farmer's market to eat local. And, um, and it's not, it's not going to be cheaper than going to Safeway. And, but it's more delicious and it's more, uh, it's more, it has more integrity. And it's, it's absolutely the way to go. I wish we were in an environment where it didn't end uh, in the end of October, early November, and, and didn't start back up again until, until April. I wish we could, we could really have a strong and vibrant farmer's market uh, year round, it would be it would be fantastic and certainly help to lower lower the cost the farmers face with having to to restart the business every year. Seasonal yeah. businesses are are even more challenging to run. So so hundred percent out to all the farmers. Um, Very well said. Who works so hard? And um, thank you, Dave, uh, for everything you do. Andrew, Dan, thank you, Todd. Uh, thank thanks, you. Thanks for being here, and uh, thank you. To uh, a new member who just joined. Yeah, in January. new member. And we are so close to this goal, folks. Put us over the top with uh, with one more contribution. Grab a restaurant gift certificate. I'm going to grab a big red F because I'm going back to the Velvet Elk Lounge. <laughs> and, you know, and when I do that, just another point I would make, the gift certificate is awesome and it gets you a free uh, meal out for supporting KGNU. So you got the free meal for supporting KGNU. Tip well when you, when you go you know uh, because the you know the servers and the people the back of house uh really need it so uh always just a nice message to to say let's if, if we get good service we get good food let's be generous uh, out there but hey folks we really we are really close to this goal so please 303-449-4885 or online at kgnu.org do it for radio nibbles and grab a great thank you gift as we roll into the morning sound alternative last yeah. word to you john Thank you, everyone. Thank you for all the years of support, the calls and the donations and the volunteering. It's what uh, makes all of this uh, worth doing. Uh, so thank you. Yeah. Woo! Have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Give it the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house.
fry on tomato plate too. Here's cacciatore, dory. Taste the bologna, Tony. Everybody eats when they come to my house. I fix your favorite dishes. Hoping this good food fills ya. Work my hands to the bone in the kitchen alone. You better eat if it kills ya. Pass me a pancake, mandrake. Have an undervy, ervy. Look in the fendel, mendel. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Hannah, Davy, Tommy, Dora, mandrake. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Pasta fazula, tolula. Oh, do have a bagel, bagel. Now don't be so bashful, Nashville. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Hey, this is a party, Marty. Look here, you get the cherry, Jerry. Now look, don't be so picky, Mickey. Cause everybody eats when they come to my house.